Hello and welcome back to uh impromptu episode of Boys Gone Wild. Uh there is a sickness in the air. Hence why I'm wearing a mask. And no, it is not coronavirus. It is male comedians. What are we like? You can't take us bloody anywhere without fucking soliciting nudes. What are we like, the randy deviants? Um, I can't breathe. Yes. Uh, I was not meant. This is not the episode that was meant to be released today. It was meant to be the one that's going to probably be released tomorrow. Uh, I spent ages editing that one. I was all excited to get it done, and then fucking all this stuff came out. Crystalia, um, and even though I haven't done an episode in a long time, um, I just had to talk about it because it seems to be very prevalent to a lot of the themes of Boys Gone Wild. It's prevalent to me as a male comedian and a podcaster. And I don't know, I just wanted to get my thoughts down. So I haven't really planned this, but I just want to get my thoughts down um, at least soon after. Because I think this is going to be... I think this is going to be a bigger... I think this is going to be a much bigger news story than people think. I don't think this is just going to be about Chris D'Elia. I think this is really going to going to put different it, it it feels like a lot could come from this that could actually be quite could uh, have quite an effect on the comedy industry uh, for those of you who don't know who Chris D'Elia is uh, look him up you, you know remember his face uh, a lot of you might be doing like Chris D'Elia oh, that, oh yeah I sort of remember that wasn't he in the roast of doing it that's what you're going through now he's a American comedian, very brash, very cocky, son of a rich film producer, big bro, this kind of man-child, and he's been embroiled in a sex uh, scandal, which is quite different to the ones we've seen before. Um, It's not like the Louis C.K. one, it's not like Harvey Weinstein. this it's him been basically messaging underage girls fans and trying to solicit nudes and um just genuinely have have underage sex and abuse his power uh, i'm just being generally very creepy now <coughs> crystalia i know a lot of people are going to be joint jumping on the bandwagon to shit on him so i think it's best if i'd be very honest about what i thought about crystalia before all of this um it's weird because he does a podcast called the Congratulations Podcast, which is very similar to this podcast, uh, eerily similar, where he sits down with a microphone and just riffs for an hour. And for a long time, I used to listen to it for a long time. I thought it was pretty great. Um, I thought he was really, really good at doing the solo podcast. I thought it was silly. thought it was funny. Uh, he's just a goofy dude. Um, absolute fucking bro, like bro dude, American fuck boy for sure but it always felt like he, he was very aware of that and it was sort of like a character so it's kind of funny uh some of his stand-up clips of him just improvising are really funny but his um and i've always thought that and when he's on other people's podcasts like fire and the kid like all the la comedy podcasts uh he's often really funny uh just so aggressive uh just quite unique in the way it's funny but his stand-up is like unique uniquely atrocious like his stand-up specials all of them have been absolute garbage um 
especially the last one, he's just done no pain. Um, but kind of garbage in quite an interesting, quite specifically American way. That's my new shit, is airdropping random photos to strangers. Dude, it's so funny, man. If you have an iPhone, you don't need to have someone's phone number to text them any picture that exists in the world. Hey, Apple, pictures of buttholes exist. Um, so now this has come out. It's sort of like he's, he's, he's such a... His comedic persona is, is being an obnoxious fuckboy. Uh, and it's always... It was always... Always, I always felt it was almost too much. Um, but now it's become very clear that uh, it's not an act. Uh, so there's a lot of kind of fascinating um, parts to this story because he also uh, has been trying to get more into acting and he was in the Netflix series You where he played a comedian who was a paedophile who basically drugged and raped underage girls like... Come on. So he basically played himself. But that speaks of kind of two things. Maybe was he doing what you felt like maybe Lucy K was doing when he always was talking about masturbating and stuff like that? Was he trying to sort of exercise those demons a bit by kind of putting it into art? But he doesn't seem that deep so or which i think is more likely was he so delusional about what he was doing he saw i bet he saw absolutely no link between himself and the character he played on you i haven't even seen the show but i've watched clips um and i think that's much more likely to be the case um but it raises interesting things because a lot of the stories have been sending like screenshots of him basically whenever he's in uh, cities on tour he'll just try and message attractive girls uh, seemingly trying to see if they're making sure they're around underage uh, he seems to like them very young uh, probably because they're vulnerable um, and basically trying to have quick sex with them um, I think there was a story from someone who worked at a comedy club in America um, in like an LA comedy club who said that Crystalia used to make them, her, go find the hottest girls in the club and bring them backstage and uh, would like tell her off if they weren't hot enough and um, if he opened the door and he didn't think they were hot enough, he'd go, uh, no. And then she'd have to explain why he was being such a dick. Like, just fucking prick. Uh, there's, there's stories of him... Uh, getting nudes off uh these girls and uh turning them to means and showing them other male comedians um so yeah like this has all come out now he hasn't responded as of me recording this um nor have many of his friends even though some people even come to his defense which is i don't know how but it looks like it's it's a very tough way out uh this is not. This doesn't feel like the Louis C.K. one. He doesn't have the comedic skill to sort of turn this around. I don't think. Um, but a lot of the, the the reporting I found quite. It, it, whenever this happens, they always say soliciting nudes. Crystalia, Crystalia solicited nudes from minors. 
solicited. I always find it so strange how the the word solicited uh, for nudes, um, as if uh, like a forty year old guy going, hey 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 girl, can you fucking show me a picture of your stupid fucking tits? As if that's soliciting. When I think soliciting, I think of sort of like, right? Would you? I'm looking to procure a set of uh, nudes from ideally an underage lady. If you wouldn't mind signing here, that would be lovely if I could uh, solicit some of those nudes, please. It always sounds so like formal and grand when it was definitely just Crystalia taking a shit and sliding into girls' DMs on Instagram. Hey, nice titties. I'd love to see, I'd love to see that bra on my bedroom floor, bitch. Like, it seems very far removed from soliciting anything um one would be much obliged to see a a fine visual representation of one's titties that would be soliciting nudes in my uh, humble opinion so yeah it's it, it is interesting because that i've always had an off feeling about the la comedy scene and this might be quite niche but i know some people who watch this are probably quite aware um of the LA comedy scene because the LA comedy scene is sort of leading the way uh, with how to do modern comedy which is like they have the the best produced podcast they have like all the big comedians in LA have these really well filmed really well put together podcasts the podcast that I how I think podcasts should be done which is no fucking gimmick like Boys Gone Wild uh, just they're the fucking niche they sit down they chat with their friends it's filmed well it's put onto youtube so you can watch it and you can listen to it on spotify and they all have one they all go to each other's and they just try and be funny it's not like you know drunk lesbians solving murders or uh you know it's it's like they're just it's just them it's just them as the comedians and so in, that's partly why they've been so big globally these LA comedians is because one they put a lot of stand-up clips online and two they put a lot of podcasts but what's come with that is that they're all fu- like most of them are fucking it, it's followed after Joe Rogan's success with his podcast which obviously has transcended um, all other podcasts and is kind of in a league of its own and from there that success has kind of trickled down into a lot of the other uh, podcasts and kind of has sort of made the LA comedy scene because uh, it's such a huge podcast but the problem is these guys the podcasts are so popular they're making millions of pounds a year it's sort of like i don't think comedians have ever been making this much money in that area so many of them have been making this much money but they're all because of the sort of la comedy style they're all fucking like idiots basically like crystalia brendan schwab uh, bobby lee they're all these like and they're not they act like they're fucking teenagers and it is genuinely funny a lot of the time but they're like 40 years old like crystal is 40 brian callan's 50 years old i don't fuck knows how old brendan schwab is but they're all these sort of fucking burt kreischer like they're they, they kind of pride themselves on being ignorant fuckheads and you know i'm not i'm not gonna dig shit on them because i i watch it and listen to it i mean and I think there's a lot the UK can learn from the way they do. Like, partly what I do in my day job before this fucking um, coronavirus was me and my uh, friend Mooch was trying to set up a podcast studio for UK- London Comics so we could basically set up a similar thing to they had there. But I feel why this is such a big thing that Crystalia has been caught 
with these sort of underage girls is because I think that having watched a lot of these comedians podcasts that I think there is going to be a lot more that might come out is my um, prediction about men in comedy because I've always felt and I I will get onto the UK comedy scene in a a sec but I've always felt after watching these LA comedy scene with these sort of infantilized men uh, with a ridiculous amount of money uh, can do whatever the fuck they want uh, go on stage every night they kill they're adored their egos are huge um, encouraged to to be irresponsible basically I feel there's this sort of hedonism that was just spiraling out of control and I think the fact that people have come out and said yeah Chris is always a creep I think more stuff like that's going to come out because it feels like that these guys are so it's such a boys club in LA um, and they're so powerful as uh, cultural figures there that it's a bit morally unchecked and I don't know I'm not accusing anyone of anything um and I don't want to shit on other comics, but it certainly men, male comedians. It's now turning into a bit of a stereotype, uh, which you know I'm probably going to encounter a lot. Gonna, people assume because um, if any more male comedians come out as being deviants, uh, it's going to be a real thing that we're all just a bunch of fucking deviants, and we sort of are. I think there definitely is. You get a bunch of fucking insecure. Um, fucking boys who you know couldn't find any sex or when they were growing up so they became funny and finally they every night girls throw themselves at them or you know they're they'll just i'm sure that there is it's encouraged to become a deviant um so i I don't think crystal is the only one doing it and i think uh, there should be a real check because this is different to Lucy K. Because Lucy K was masturbating in a sort of fetish type way in front of his colleagues. It was much more akin to like workplace sexual harassment, more similar to a kind of lesser version of Weinstein. This is one, it's underage, and two, it's to do with his fan base which is a different switch in power dynamics to colleagues in comedy. Um, and the, kind of the way, looking at it, it's hard to know whether Chris was doing this um, because he really got his rocks off and then being young. Was he doing it because they're, because they were young and stu- like vulnerable and naive? It was easier. Uh, I, and like, was he being so flippant because he thinks that's what women like or did that turn him on? Or probably what I think was more likely the case is if you read some of the stories about him like messaging girls and within the third message he'd be like he'd be like hey so you from the uh, stage I night you're really fit uh do you want to come suck me off my car like so aggressive i think it's more setting up he he's someone who gigs all over america he's constantly uh going from town to town uh i think he's just trying to set up a sort of logistical practical thing where he doesn't really have to engage in these women um emotionally he can just try and set it up so it's as little work from meeting them to getting uh getting them into bed that's sort of what he wants he wants to just meet different women and have sex with them it's what i I got the impression because there's a story as well of a girl who 
was messaging Chris and he was like, let's meet in a bar. She's like, that's great. And then he messaged saying, actually, can we meet in my hotel bar? And she's like, oh, that's a bit creepy, but okay. Goes to the hotel bar and he goes, actually, do you want to come up to my room? And she goes like, no, I'm not comfortable. And then he stopped responding. So that's just a perfect example of he's tired after shows and he's just like, fuck it. I don't care. I just want to sleep with the... But maybe there's another thing going on. But it is worth looking at. I don't think it's the same in the UK I genuinely don't I'm not a woman here and I know there's I've heard lots of horror stories about male comedians in the UK but it's it's a bit different I mean our fuckboys the male comedian fuckboy stereotypes a bit different here because in America Chris D'Elia on stage he's the biggest fuckboy in the world and you you see these guys who are comedians who are like fucking yeah so I fucked they'll be on stage doing bits like yeah so I fucked this chick last night she was fucking like you don't get British comedy. You don't get people like that. That's not British people. Don't find it funny. Fucking bragging about. Yeah. So I was fucking. This girl was sucking my dick last night, and I was just like, "Hey, fucking, not stop with the teeth, okay? Stop fucking. Why you? You're fucking chewing a bologna sandwich. What you fucking doing, okay? I thought this was a fucking blowjob. Like that doesn't. That sort of attitude doesn't really, you know, sell well here. And those are the people who are normally being sexual demons in america here in my experience the real fuck boys are like middle class clowns or like uh the really cucky sort of like oh i'm I'm a little virgin like those are the ones you've got to watch out for in my experience often the more kind of drunk and rowdy club comics are actually a lot more kind of well behaved it's actually the really insecure weedy little fucking you know tweed wearing oh yeah so oh I, I met a girl once and then i shat myself you know those comics you know something that americans don't find funny that british people love they they seem to be the ones who deceptively will fuck you over um it's my warning to people uh, looking to bang male comedians um you know and if you watch uh, this is only going to be relevant to people who watch the pedo cuck stinky episode crystal is a perfect example of a pedo pedo um so honestly if you haven't seen that episode either watch it or ignore everything i'm saying here for the next 20 seconds because it really makes no sense but isn't it interesting, Crystalia? More and more, we're seeing more pedo pedos instead of cuck pedos. Back in the day, it used to be fully cuck pedos. Most pedos who came out would be like weaselly little cuck pedos. But now, Jeffrey Epstein, people like Crystalia, we got more pedo pedos. Um, so it's been an interesting shift that it's a more common place for pedos to be pedos. Um, and certainly the fuckboys in America, Amer- the American com- male comedian fuckboys are normally pedos and the ones here are normally cucks. Uh, once again, if you understand that, I completely get it. Um, just uh, watch the episode with Sam Ely. Um, but I think part of the reason why uh, the British comedy scene is less like that, I think we are, it's generally less hedonistic. I think there's there's more it's more closely it has a seem to be encouraged more morals but also one of the main reasons why I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem here, I don't think it's going to be as systemic as it will be in maybe LA it's because comedians here in general will fucking broke no one's making any money you know John Brooks brilliant comedian uh, won the Edinburgh Comedy Award which is technically the biggest award in, 
in UK comedy. Like three months later, he was tweeting, "Anybody got any temp jobs?" And like that's not that's no disrespect, but it's just a different level. It's a different game over here. You know, you're gonna have you have to have side jobs for people on TV. It means nothing. If you're on TV in fucking the UK, it doesn't. You lose money going mock the week. You lose money going the mock the week. It's true. Like it's just a different ball game over here, and I think because we're all fucking broke, it's a lot harder to set up a com- complex ring of underage girls in loads of different cities. I just don't think um, the male comedians here have the money, you know. So uh, maybe it's not. Because there's moral superiority, I think we're just a lot. There's just there's so much less money in comedy here. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I just hope this. The, the, I fear that there's going to be a backlash on comedians because it has felt like maybe comedians have been. Certainly in America, comedians have been upheld as almost kind of godlike creatures. Uh, certainly because the, the sense of humour we have over here, being standing on a stage doesn't make you better. Often you're trying to make yourself worse than the person in the audience. But in America, you see some of these comedians, they're like preachers, you know. They're like preaching the gospel and there's a lot of hero worship. Um, and I wonder if more of this comes out, there's going to be a real check of the kind of powers that are being given to comedians. Um, and maybe eventually we'll end up back in our original place, which is lower than prostitutes. Remember that? Remember back in the medieval ages where comedians were basically the same as a prostitute? That's the same sort of societal respect. I think if we carry on being deviants, uh, that's where we're heading to. We're heading back to being lower than prostitutes in the views of society but also look yes with there's deviance there's been a lot of tweets about male comedians and how fucked up but it's like what so music's better theater's better film's better like yes there's a problem in comedy but don't get it twisted you know any of these you give it any fucking insecure creative type this sort of validation of course they're going to be you know and there's interesting questions. Like obviously, what Crystalia did was fuck, but you know, what if we're if we are we going to start zoning in on you know general relationship immorality, like bad breakups, cheating, lying, gaslighting. You know, which I it's easy to say this is a comedian's thing, but every friend I know does that. Like lots of friends I know in all walks of life, uh, do those kind of more specific minor mistreat abuses like emotional abuse in relationship both men and women um so it's going i that's my only fear is that if a lot more of these come out they might start scraping the barrel with like he cheated on this like you know and ruining people's careers over missteps that lots of people do um i guess that's all i have to say on the matter um It's interesting. People are excited this time. It's less sad. Like the when Louis Kane came out, everyone was sad. But weirdly, there's this kind of giddy feeling with Crystal Lee. I think it's because he's such a cocky prick, such a obnoxious twat. 
the fact that this has come out has filled a lot of people with a lot of satisfaction. Um, whereas Louis, it was, it was more just kind of sad and pathetic. Um, I mean, his, his special No Pain. Because um, I remember listening to his podcast and he was talking about recording this last special No Pain. And he was saying, I've watched a few, like two, maybe three of his specials. Because I'm, I'm baffled about how bad at stand-up he is. Because he, he kills in America. He like, in the comedy store, it's always, he's, he goes on stage and apparently he murders. So he's filled with this cocky confidence because he goes out on stage and kills. And that's the problem is that I think sometimes if you get used to killing a club, you get in your head that you're a good comedian. But when you put it out online, it becomes your your material sort of laid bare. Um, and he, I remember him talking about on Congratulations podcast about how like uh, he's been proud of all his specials, but he talked to like some of them he won't, completely happy with but after recording no pain he was like this is the best i've ever done i absolutely murdered it so confident and i was interested to see because i've seen him do good stand-up on little clips on youtube so it was interesting to see interested to see i went and watched no pain and it was one of the worst specials i've ever seen it is bafflingly bad but it shows this this sort of ego delusion and it's really interesting sort of the differences between uh american and uh UK stand-up where um, what Chris does can only work in America that sort of well it can work probably at other places but it would not work here that sort of confidence walking on with his fucking gold chains fucking ripped t-shirt doing a peace sign non-ironically like you cannot do that in the UK and get away with it Uh, but his his material is fucking the premises are just nonsense it's utter drivel and he's just very physically very funny and does like noises that are kind of funny but it just it's just padding out shite material like there's one routine which is basically the premise is babies be like gaga adults we're ready for the world we could that's why we go to the mall (laughs) we could glance all day long we're like that's a guy got it move on But babies don't do that. They're still figuring shit out. You're like the 14th guy they've ever seen in their lives. They're literally thinking some shit like, what, another one? <laughs> Wait a minute, he's like my dad, but he's not my dad? You could boil down the actual substance of a routine in that special to babies be like gaga. Like child's play. And a lot of the LA comics are like that. I think it's because they're sort of spoilt with the audiences they have who just tell and they're great constantly. Uh, and so they come out with these fucking insanely basic premises. Uh, okay. That's sort of my preliminary thoughts on it. I'm sure things are about to change. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I think this is going to be bigger than Chris Delita though. So yeah. That's been Boys Gone Wild. Um, Yeah. See you tomorrow. Got another episode coming out tomorrow. It's good to be back.